Coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I am a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, and you are now listening to International Angels Network. We are a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics, and we are a live call-in show. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You'll see a Skype icon on, your, on the Blog Talk website while we're live on the air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you want to speak with me, and then you'll be in the queue. And today I'm actually offering free mini readings for anyone who would like one. Feel free to call in on any topic or question that you might have from love life, career, relationships, um, life purpose, anything you need guidance on, give me a ring, 516-453-9162 and press 1 and then you'll be in the queue for a free mini reading. International Angels Network is now sponsored by Audible. You can get a free audiobook of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. So um, I'd like to start this day off by, or this, this hour broadcast off by talking about living a heart-centered life. And so... This is a kind of revolutionary, radical way to live because we are in a very interesting world that has a lot of information. We're in the information age, which is a miracle in some ways because we have, you know, Father Google. You can ask any question and he has the immediate answer. You can learn how to play the ukulele. You can (laughs) learn how to, you know, do anything on your computer, anything in life. You can ask Google and you get the answer. It's instantaneously at your fingertips. And often cracks me up that where even though we have access to all the mysteries of the universe and mystery school stuff that used to be hidden esoteric knowledge is now freely available on the internet we can spend hours on Gaia TV and learn every single thing we've ever wanted to know about anything and yet often where we spend our attention is on stupid distracting things and ads and you know even though we don't many of us don't watch TV anymore or we watch the new TV, which is Friends TV, like Instagram, Friends Stories. <laughs> In a way, that's fun because we stay connected to our friends. But sometimes we're watching Stranger Stories, and sometimes those are inspiring us. And But a lot of information coming in, 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 in. And often it's on our phones or on our computers. And <clears throat> there's a whole world out there with beautiful, sparkly human beings that are just waiting for you to connect with them. And it's beautiful to spend time online and all the stuff that that does, but it's it's also important to 
go out in real life and meet people and connect. And every single person I believe that you encounter is a divine assignment. So if someone comes into your field and they could be really frustrating or exasperating, if they're triggering you, surprise, surprise, this actually is a gift from the universe to help you because when you are pissed off or irritated or triggered, that is showing you that whatever that person is saying or doing, they're, they're like, for example, it, it's only going to affect you and you're only going to be offended if it's something you actually believe on some deep level. And it's probably an erroneous belief that you have unexamined, you've had it since childhood or something that is inside of you. So if someone says, Shishi, you're stupid, I'm not going to get triggered. I'm not like upset or horrified or mad. I can't believe you said that because I know I'm not stupid. There's no nothing in me that believes I'm stupid. You know, but if someone says, <clears throat> you're, <laughs> um, you're lazy, <laughs> I might be like arguing back and be really offended. I'm not lazy. I do everything I can to lose weight and start fighting because inside I actually secretly know I am a little bit lazy. So when someone makes you upset, they are showing you, they're basically projecting to you an unhealed area of yourself to help you let that go and release it and choose a new belief. So when people do that, they're usually helping you, even though it feels like a real hassle when we're irritated all the time by people, just take that as a gift. So um, when we're in our heart center, life transforms into this realm of the miraculous where you follow synchronicities, you're in your higher self, you feel connected to everything and everyone, and miracles happen. When we're in our monkey mind and we're worried about the future and what's going to happen or we're regretting the past or obsessing over the past, we're not in the present moment. And that's not where love happens. So in life, there are a lot of triggers like stress and there's a lot of stress in our modern day life. And when we experience stress, you either react from the ego, which is fight or flight. You either want to fight back or you want to run and hide away. Or there's a third thing, which is responding from the heart. And that's where we're all aiming to go. So how do we stay heart-centered and respond to life from the heart as a practice? And how do we gain facility with that? How do we make it our natural way of being? Like anything else in life, it's by practice and bringing attention to it. And what you give attention to grows. So if we're going to start choosing that we want to live a heart-centered life, we want to give attention to um, trying to catch that, the things in the middle when you're being triggered that you have a choice to either fight back, run away, or instead put your hand on your heart and, and respond with love and, and seeing things through the eyes of a higher vantage point from the angels. So let's all do a little brief meditation where we're going to put our hands on our heart and take some deep breaths, and I want you to focus on something that makes your heart open. So I have to tell you, these Facebook videos of the fluffy animals and the hedgehogs and the bunnies and the kittens running around, I mean, I can't take these kitten videos. It kills me, and I mean that in the best way. My heart just explodes with love. And so I want you to think of something that makes your heart open 
and where you feel that overwhelming feeling in your heart where it's just taking over you and you so, so, so want to um, just hug and love whatever that thing is and express your love. So if you have that, you take some deep breaths into your heart center. So that, as you can see, it takes several seconds. You can take yourself out of your busy, stressful, crazy day where you worry, doubt, fear, lack, as briefly as in several seconds when you put your hand in your heart, breathe deep, and think of something you love. That's how fast you can realign yourself to your true essence because who you really are is love. Because who God is is the infinite love intelligence that governs the universe, and we are made of the stuff of God. You know, in the Catholic tradition, we're told the Holy Spirit is within you. This is your God self that dwells within you. And it's, if you can picture like a sun in the center of your being, this God self is shining through you as you. And this love is infinite and it's who you are. And when you remember that only love is real, your whole life transforms. So when you picture this beautiful, whatever it is, a baby, kitten, a puppy, you feel that love, you turn it in on your own inner child. So just picture you at age two, three, four, five, and just give yourself so much love and connect with that inner child and let her know how precious and perfect she is or he is exactly as they are and exactly as they're not with overwhelming self-love and self-acceptance. Then you get to a point where you don't feel critical of the world because you realize a lot of this criticism of the world is coming from you criticizing yourself. And when you feel love and acceptance for you exactly as you are, it gives freedom to you and that freedom ripples outward and changes the world. And then you're literally, when you leave the house, you feel connected to everyone and everything. You see every person that you meet as a new potential brother, sister, friend, love. And we all are the human family and we're, we are your beloved. And that is the most miraculous way to live is in your heart, connected. You can literally walk around Los Angeles on the streets, going to the bank and doing your errands, and in silently in each person you encounter, bless your heart, bless your heart, connecting to them. Many people are living very struggle-filled, stress-filled existence, and that blessing of love, you know, even if you're not opening your uh, mouth, you know, from your eyes connecting or a smile or even just a thought of love creates a huge ripple effect. Now, when we're not connected to our heart and we're going through our life, whether we're driving, running errands, or what have you, we're often in our monkey mind. I have to hear, I have to do that. I shouldn't have said this. I should have said that. What about this? What about the bills? Can I get the rent? How much money is coming in? Da, 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 da. And the mind is going on incessantly, incessantly. We do need the mind because that's how we know how to start a car and like, type on the computer, the mind is helpful, but we don't want our lives to be overrun by only the mind because there's only a certain, I mean, basically, when the mind is running things, we're often in a state of focusing on what's wrong or we're focusing on how to do things. But when you're in the heart, you're focusing on all is well, love, connection, trust, and that's the magical place to focus. So you want to learn how to take deep breaths, intercept that monkey mind, and send yourself love. And as you can see, it only takes a second. And open your heart and feel connected to others. So we as a culture have many reasons why we're not doing this, you know, on the day-to-day. Some of us are vigilantly doing our best to 
be aware of our thoughts, be aware of our breathing, be aware of, you know, our intentions. Literally every single thing we do from um, brushing your teeth to anything else but you, is either motivated by love or fear or there's a thought behind it that has a love or fear thought. When it's a fear thought, they're usually it's accompanied by a feeling of bad, a bad feeling. So I can brush my teeth because I'm scared of losing my teeth, and that's my motivation for doing it, or I can brush my teeth because I love myself and I love taking care of my beautiful body temple, and I honor myself. It's the same action, but it's a different intention. So as you go through the day, you can start being a little detective and noticing, tracing your feelings. If you're feeling bad, you can probably trace it back to a thought that's a lie. For example, I could be feeling fine and dandy, and then I catch a glimpse of myself in a mirror, and I see these extra rules, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're so fat, Shishi. Why can't you stay on a diet? What is wrong with you? I don't even realize this is happening. It's happening so fast. All of a sudden, I'm on a shame spiral of, oh, my gosh, What's wrong with me? Everyone else can lose weight, but I can't, and I'm so lazy. I should be able to stick to a program, and I'm just da 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 and I start to feel bad. So what's happening is I'm not connecting to my heart. I'm connecting to my mind and to judgment and to looking for what's wrong. When you're focused on what's wrong, either in yourself or everyone else, your ego is definitely running things, and your ego, you usually feel bad. So... As heart-centered individuals, we can give our ego the pink slip and say, you're done, I'm letting you go. Not from everything, because we obviously have to have a personality. We're not just blobs of bliss and love on earth. We have human personalities. But as far as the one who's driving the car, we can put our own ego in the passenger seat, and we can let our higher self or our divine self or angel self or our love heart-centered self put put that in our driver's seat of our lives and watch our lives transform into love. So all of our suffering is related to expectation, judgment, and shitting on ourselves or others. So when you catch yourself shitting on, I should be this, I should be that, someone else should be this, or they should be that, or they shouldn't be doing this, or they shouldn't be doing that, or this shouldn't be that way, you're resisting what is, and this causes suffering. The other way is the middle way that we've been talking about, which is the the, um, the heart-centered in gratitude, putting your hand in your heart and saying, all is well. Even though we don't understand there are a lot of life challenges and apparent challenge, uh, tragedies, like this person shouldn't have died and these things shouldn't have happened, we can surrender because we're not general managers of the universe. We can resign as trying to handle every single thing and figure out every single thing and let go and surrender and trust that there is a grand organized design or a God in charge of things that is making perfect sense somewhere. And your only job is to stay heart-centered and love. What would love do now? And uh, that is one of the most powerful books I, I read, which is 1997 when I had my spiritual awakening. I read Conversations with God, and that was one of the premises that Basically, Neil Donald Walsh was homeless and hitting a wall in his life and saying, God, why, 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 if you're real, how could all these things be happening? And God started answering him back. And he asked a lot of questions, including, like, what am I here for? Like, why, what's my purpose of my life? And God's answer is to decide and declare the highest vision and the highest version and the highest thought you have for yourself and become that. 
and you just decide what it is. God doesn't have any agenda for you. You are Your higher self gets to decide what you want to create and be and do, and God's absolutely happy because you are a part of God expressing as God and expanding through your own personal expression. It's a little bit of a paradox because you are an individual, yet you are connected to all that is or God or your creator, and your individualized expression is an expansion of the whole. And the other question that God's saying in the book that we can ask ourselves every moment is, what would love do now? So I wrote a song called What Would Love Do Now. It's on my website with my music. It's called shishiland.com if you want to check it out. And um, when I am asking that question, what is the most loving thing to do right now, my life is very magical. And when I'm caught in my monkey mind of what should I be doing and what's wrong, it's not as fun. (laughs) So I highly recommend uh, getting into your heart and asking what would love you now, including what's the most loving thing to do? What would someone who loves themselves do right now? Often we're not, we're loving to everybody else as earth angels and we'll do everything and bend over backwards for others, but we don't love ourselves enough to do the basic things for ourselves. Another thing that can prevent us from being in our heart center is trauma from the past and wounding. Um, So I did a reading this morning with someone who was having trouble in a relationship and she felt she was in a relationship with a narcissist who was not capable of loving and in fact was abusive and not present to her needs. And um, she's been dating this person for nine months and it was torturing her and she didn't know how to leave and had trouble, even though she knows that's not a good fit. She didn't have enough self-love to stand up for herself and set boundaries and leave. And so we did a reading and we did some angel therapy and timeline therapy and we went back to an incident where we were connecting with her inner child and I was saying, let's, you know, go back to when you're three or four or five and what are you seeing? And she's like, shoot, I don't want to see that. And then she's like, I want to think of another memory. But the only memory that kept coming up was, of course, a trauma with her father being abusive to her. And then she saw that this was the reason why most of her relationships were abusive. And we do that. Unless we have, get complete with both of our parents in every way and understand and forgive and get complete with the big picture of why our souls chose them no matter how horrible, quote-unquote, or abusive they were, and let it go, we continue to attract the same patterns in, in our, mate, in our um, partnerships as a way to, it's a mirror. It's what feels comfortable. For her, it felt normal that abuse is love. And we cleared all that. We did cord cutting with her father who had passed away eight years ago, and she felt haunted by him, and he was hanging around her. His spirit was an earthbound spirit in the astral plane because it felt incomplete and knew it had to clean things up with her and she forgave him and we are sending him to the light. So he has the choice now to go into the light, feel he is. And so that was very empowering for her and getting that connection that, that the unhealed area and, you know, feeling not complete with her father and the abuse that she went through was affecting all of her future love relationships. And so we often deal with that as well in our relationships. And after we did the cord cutting with with her father, then we did the cord cutting with this person, and she felt cleared again to start over and choose newly and not make decisions out of this protection mechanism that it's not a safe world, people are not safe, people are abusive, 
and learning how to adapt to other people like that and not really having love in her life. So um, we healed a lot of her heart with the help of Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael, and now she's open to attracting a real love relationship where she will never again get involved with anyone who shows any kinds of um, abusive tendencies or red flags. So we're going to take some calls for readings now. We have Tasha on the phone. Tasha, are you there? Yes. Hi, yes. Hi, Tasha. How are you, love? How can I help you today? Uh, um, any messages from uh, Spirit? Any messages? Do you have a question about a certain area of your life that you'd like feedback on? Uh, um, well, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I want to know about uh, what they say on, on me and Shandell. On what? Um, what they say about me and Shandell. Okay, well, I've gotten three cards on this. I the, I got three cards before you asked the question about Chandel. So I'm not sure about Chandel to start with, but they want to address a few things in your life in general. Okay. One is blessing in disguise. And so some of the challenges in your life have been blessings in disguise. And you've gained a lot of strength and become a warrior from a lot of your challenges. So can you remember a moment when something so horrible happened that was kind of a crisis, but that was a turning point in your life for the better now that you look back on it? Uh, the only thing I could think of is when I was uh, on medication for lupus and and it messed me up. Okay. And did you, are you okay now? I'm still recovering from it. Hmm. So... When you found out that your life was, what's the word, like in a way that you could die, did that give you a new lease on life and a new passion to live your life? Mm-hmm. So do you feel now inspired to live your life? Yeah. So I feel that um, that you have some sh- kind of harsh energetic circumstances around you and people that it's saying you need to shield yourself from. And this may have been affecting your aura, which may have been affecting your autoimmune disease. So if you grew up with very threatening circumstances around you and very wild card people like that are um, not predictable with their energy, you could um, have taken on some of that stress and dis kind of like negative energy in your aura that that can translate into a physical experience. Have you ever heard of that? So did you have challenging circumstances when you were growing up? Uh, No. Okay. So you felt you had no challenges and you were in a very love-filled environment growing up? Mm, Yeah. Okay. So do you have other people in your life that that are maybe energetically draining to you? Yeah, I did, but I got rid of them. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you have self-love and boundaries to do that. The other card I pulled is integrity. Align your actions so they match your values and inner knowingness of what's right for you. So your angels want you to – no, this isn't about you being a good moral person or not. There's nothing about that with this word. This means do you are you being true to yourself? And I feel maybe sometimes you are – doing things for others 
and to be loved, but they're not 100% in alignment with you, and that affects your, your energy and your health. So do you ever find that you try and do things for others, but they're not 100% in alignment with you? Uh, all I do is take care of my kids. That's it. So I don't well, know okay. that's, well, that's yeah. important. <laughs> I don't want you to stop taking care of them. Um, all right. So let's see. Let's take a deep breath. I feel that there's some um, clearing that the angels want to do. So if you're open to that, we're just going to have Archangel Raphael do a little energy clearing on you and take away stress and fear and attachment to this particular person um, and hopes and expectations and allow things to be um, and take away fears around anything that you're having with stress in your life. So are you open to that? Yeah. Okay. So we have Archangel Michael, who's going to do some vacuuming out. So he's vacuuming out anything that is not of the highest vibration of unconditional love out of your energy field right now. So we're going to start with your head, down your throat, your major organs, heart, lungs, liver, kidney, spleen, pancreas, gallbladder, stomach, intestines, colon, the top of your right leg, the bottom of your right leg, your right knee, front and back, your right calf, your right shin, your right foot, your right toes. Now coming around to your other side, your top of your left leg, bottom of your left leg, left knee, back and front, left calf, left shin, left foot and left toes. And now coming around your lower back and the back and going all the way up your back, uh, middle back, shoulders, and top of your right arm, right uh, forearm, right hand, right fingertips, top of your left arm, left forearm, left hand, left fingertips, and your head and all your mental body images of attachment and fears and worry about your kids and money and stuff, just taking all that stress and concerns out of your energy field and pouring in white lights and reminding your body and soul and all your organs the truth of who you are, that you are love and only love is real. And all your cells are singing the song of love and lit up with bright white light. So can you feel that? Mm-hmm. And Archangel Raphael is reinstalling your original divine blueprint template of perfection. So take some deep breaths. And we're going to let go of these thoughts of the lupus and know that your body is healing itself moment by moment and know that you are love and you are attracting love and know that you're fully supported in your life in all ways. (sighs) Okay, so now the other thing they want you to say, to, to understand is that you have control over your own energy field around you. Even when life is stressful, you can imagine a golden, like, shield around your body, your aura, like six feet around you, a bubble of golden, white, unconditional love light, and that only that is, is present. You don't have to deal with other people's energy or negative things coming toward you. You can just literally keep your own sense of peace and your, stay centered in the eye of the hurricane no matter what's going on around you. And your angels want to help you have that inner peace. 
as far as this person that you're inquiring about, they are in your soul group, so that is why you feel such a strong pull to them. And it does mm-hmm. feel like you're meant to be involved with this person for a while. Um, whether or not it's a full-on, full-fledged, long-term thing, um, the way you want it to be, that's kind of in the card, so to speak. That person has free will choice, and we're going to have to see how they feel. But I feel there's a lot to learn from this soul and to be involved with them to help your your growth and evolution. So the whole goal is to stay as heart-centered as possible, um, throughout all of these things and love yourself and feel that you are the source of your own love, not that you need love outside yourself from another person. So thank you so much for your call, Tasha. Have a beautiful day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thank you. So um, speaking about staying heart-centered in the challenges of life, if we can all just take a deep breath. You know, angels are messengers of love from God. Angel in Greek means messenger. And archangels are chief angels or the overseers that arc over our lives. And Archangel Michael is one of the angels who helps lightworkers get the courage that they need to make life changes so they can live a life that's more in alignment with their soul. And he also helps to release people from the effects of fear. Because when we're in a state of fear, which can include attachment to what another person feels about us, we get a lot of calls about love, like, does this person like me? And, and da 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 There is an underlying current of fear, of attachment, of that they don't like you. And this is often rooted in our wounded inner child. So when our inner child is wounded and feels rejected, we will project that out and create scenarios where other people are going to reject us because we're magnetizing the same experiences that line up with the unhealed beliefs that we have at a certain level. So, for example, I um, met someone who I really connected with, and I thought, this is someone who, this is what it likes to feel, be in love, but it really wasn't in love. It was more like one-sided. He didn't feel the same about me. I mean, he cared about me as a person, and he texted me a lot, and I mistook all that caring and texts and communication and doing stuff together as that he loved me and I started to kind of fall quote unquote in love with him and then at some point he cut off communication with me and didn't really explain why but just disappeared and my heart just was crushed because I thought oh my gosh the angels this was like five or six years ago the angels gave me this person so that I could finally experience love and I was so excited And I couldn't believe it was taken away from me because this is someone who I had more in common with and I had so much fun with and I felt there was so much love there. There was nothing romantic or sexual in our relationship, but my mind interpreted it as that because it was the closest thing I had to that. And so I was attached. And so when that love was taken away, quote, unquote, and he stopped talking to me for a time, we're friends now again, but I went into like a complete meltdown and I cried so hard. I actually reached out to my friend, Dr. Sarah Larson. I was crying. I was driving my car, and this grief hit me so hard that I started bawling my eyes out while I was driving, and it was obviously that's dangerous. And I pulled over, and I called her, and I said, I don't know what to do. I'm so upset. This person stopped talking to me, and she's like, this isn't about you. I mean, this isn't about him. 
what is the last time you remember this feeling? And what occurred to me very clearly is I was brought back to this age 12. So when I was 12, <laughs> I was in Catholic schools for 16 years of my life, but this was in Woodstock, Illinois, a small town, <clears throat> and I had some close friends in the middle group. We had the loser group. I hate to say it like that, but let's just be real. Then the middle group and then the super popular cheerleader group, and I was in the middle group. And I thought I had friends that were going to be with me to the end and to the death, but I was so, so close. And out of the blue, they literally stopped talking to me. It was like five different people. I used to sit by them at lunch, and one day I go to put my tray down to sit by them at lunch, and one of the girls put her tray where my tray was going to be and moved over and literally ignored me like I was invisible. So I was so upset. Um, I went to the girls' bathroom, and I cried my guts out and I would not come out of the bathroom. The principal had to call my mom. I refused to leave the bathroom. I cried so hard, and I wouldn't leave. And my mom finally came, and she's knocking on the door. What's going on? Come home. So I went home, and I was inconsolable. I literally felt this deep rejection. This wound was so deep. I mean, later they said, we we think you're weird. Like, I used to do kind of weird psychic-y things. Like, I would say, I know what you're thinking, and I had psychic gifts as a child. You better believe I shut those down after this incident, and I did everything I could to be loved. And I had a girl who was my best friend um, come in. She's still my best friend to this day. Her name's Gretchen Harding. So after I was rejected by everyone, she defected from the popular group. I don't know why she did this, but, I mean, she said (laughs) that she felt she wanted to help me and invited me over for a sleepover. So I went over there, and we had so much fun, and she said to me, like, this is more like it. This is what friendship should be. And I feel like she rescued me at that time from this extreme state of sadness and grief and rejection. And her and I have been literally best friends. We talk all the time. We're still friends. And we've known each other since age six and have been best friends since age 12. Then when I went on to high school, I made it my to make sure I would never be rejected by a group again. So I was super friends with every single group, like every single demographic, the stoners, the jocks, the theater people, you know, and so I could never be rejected by any group. And that was part of my winning personality thing that overcame that deficit of feeling not loved and not appreciated was this um, basically it's never that satisfying because it's compensating for feeling bad. So bottom line regarding this, all these insights that I had when I realized that it was not about this person, my grief and sadness and overwhelming, it was about this wounded inner child at age 12. I, what happened was he did me a favor as a soulmate and in someone in my soul group to do me the favor of triggering this deep, wounded, rejected part of me that had to come up to the light for healing. And because I was able to identify that 12-year-old me crying in the bathroom stall and feeling like no one talked to me, I was just cut off and no one explained anything, and I was able to comfort her. So Dr. Sarah guided me through a process where I got to tune in with her and say, how are you, what do you need, and love her, just hold her and love her and tell her. I know this seems like the end of the world, but believe it or not, you're going to have a great life and everything is going to turn out. And when I healed that wounded inner child aspect of myself, it literally transformed my present. Because why? Past, present, and future are happening simultaneously. 
So if you'd like a reading, I know we have a lot of people listening, you need to press 1 on your um, keypad, and then we'll know that you want a reading. If not, you can just keep listening, and I will keep going as I'm guided to go talking about different topics that might help people and affect your relationship with living a heart-centered life. So if I'm living a life that's trying to be friends with people so that I don't ever get rejected, is my motivation love or fear? At that time, like my quote in my high school yearbook was happiness flowing everywhere. So I was running around trying to be happy and sharing. I was very quirky and, weird, you know, fun slash weird. But I was very not ever open to admitting that I had wounds. I was acting like I'm always perfect and fine. And I wanted to be friends with everyone. But it was because of really underlying it was a fear of abandonment. It wasn't that I loved every single person. I want a pure love. Of course, my soul loves everyone. But at that moment, it was um, more of <clears throat> compensating for a lack, a belief in lack, which is a limited, untrue belief, which is there's something wrong with me. No one loves me. I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be rejected. So I have to do everything I can to preemptively uh, prevent being rejected. So I'm going to be as wonderful and lovable and loving as I possibly can so I can get love and never be rejected. So it's we're multiple layered beings. We're not, I mean, there is some love there, but a lot of it was fear, fear of rejection. So I'm going to do everything I can to not be rejected, to be popular, to be funny, to be fun, to be liked. I still maintain that um, kind of persona which is a part of me. I've been having this. I have always been a very fun, you know, expressive kind of out there. My mom tells me when I was three years old, I was singing on the steps of our apartment in Chicago to everyone walk by different songs. You know, I've always been an extrovert in that way. So that's a part of my natural personality, but there's a part of it that sprung from a wounded part of my personality. And getting clear on what is wounded, what is a fear-based thought, what is compensating for a belief and a lack that I'm not enough, and what is really a natural, authentic expression of who my soul is and who I am and what I want to contribute to the world today without needing to prove or justify my worth. That's the inquiry I'm in right now. I'm here to make a difference and serve, but I don't need to be doing things so that other people like and accept and love me and won't reject me anymore because I don't have that wound anymore, thank God. I do feel that I am connected to God and I'm able to source love from within. <clears throat> Not to say that anyone can't hurt my feelings nowadays. Sometimes it happens, but I talk about it and express it right away. So we have Ari on the phone from Hawaii. Are you there, Ari? I am. Hello. 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 Thanks for calling in. How can I help you today? Do you have a question? I, yeah, I, out of curiosity. So um, I have been working through a chronic uh, pain in my foot and toes. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been going on for quite some time, and I know that it's just some emotional trauma. You know, there's something going mm-hmm. on that's causing this pain to continue to mm-hmm. um, to just keep me kind of stuck. So mm-hmm. um, I was hoping to get some guidance, a little spiritual, intuitive guidance on the foot issue. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, foot can be you're stopping yourself from moving forward fearlessly because there is some fear and that keeps you in a stuck place. And I, uh, the two cards I've pulled are heart chakra and crown chakra. 
So did you have a heartbreak or something that made you feel disillusioned or kind of give up hope that love is possible? Um, no, I, I actually am with the love of my life. I've been with him for nine years. Um, oh, I, I did okay, go good. through, I did go through a, you know, a heart break, you know, with my children's father and, um, you know, quite a while ago and then learned how to recreate, you know, my vibration and call to me a different experience. So I've, I've done very well in mm-hmm. that, um, creating, creating that for myself. So yes, I have had heartbreak and went through, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of devastating, um, sadness, but, um, you know, I, you come out the other with, side and believe you have a beautiful loving relationship now. Beautiful. So yes. Beautiful. Loving relationship. Of, that's congratulations. That's amazing. And how about your life purpose? Do you feel you're on track with living your life purpose? I am. Yeah, I live on the beautiful island of Maui, and I'm a life coach, Mm. and I teach people how to use essential oils. And so I've really done a lot, again, for myself on teaching myself how to, you know, become a match to my life purpose. So, yeah, I'm absolutely, I would say, you know, am I as successful as I'd like to be? With my life mm-hmm. purpose, no, no. If that, if I had to pick but something, are, that would be something. You are in um, in action, full on with your life purpose. Yes. that's awesome. Yes. So it's not about being afraid to move forward. Your life purpose, right? Do you give yourself lots of treats, and you're good to yourself, and allow yourself to receive as much as you give? Because I did get the card, reward yourself. You've been giving a lot lately, and it's time for you to receive. Make sure, make time to reward yourself in meaningful ways. How are you with self-love and, and giving to yourself? Um, I do very well <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I do live on the beautiful island of Maui. My my time is, I have more time to myself than I've ever had in my life. And I'm dedicated. Wow, I do my spiritual practice every day. Mm-hmm. I do my goddess hour. You know, I make sure I go to the beach. Um, so more so now, back in the day, no. You know, my time was extremely... Mm-hmm chaotic and I was a mess but I've mm-hmm. done a lot of work on my own self um yeah. that's why I'm really confused a little bit about this foot because but, the foot is yeah. just it's and it's getting it's it's getting the more I try to go get help for it it's getting worse and so I just mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there's some something some mm-hmm. guidance that I need that I'm not thinking of or not haven't addressed. Is a physical thing, which is um, taking a tablespoon of baking soda in water and drinking okay. that every morning. I know that sounds like a silly thing, but that's what I'm getting. To, that's coming to mind regarding the pain. Um, okay. I do feel it's a combination of energetic and physical. It's not something you're doing wrong, though. So uh, let's just invite Archangel Raphael to have a miracle healing and and see if they have any insights about what it is. But I have a feeling you don't even need to necessarily get clear on the actual source, and they can just dissolve this. So let's be open to miraculous healing. You are on track. You're doing everything you need to be doing. Um, Sometimes with ascension, we have these phantom weird pains in our body and we're upgrading and we think it's something wrong with us, but it's actually just energy in our coming in and it could be related to that. So let's just release attachment to needing to know and understand and just allow this graceful healing to happen right now. So I want you to do a visualization with me while we're going to breathe into your aura, bright white light. So 
you're going to, you know, do this. And anyone who has any physical ailments right now, you can do this with us. So we're going to repeat. You don't have to repeat after me. You're just going to do what I'm telling you to do. So we're going to first breathe into your aura, white light, and then you're going to absorb that into your mental body. You're going to expand it into your emotional body, and then we're going to project it into your foot, um, the actual cells in your foot. So it's going to be with breathing pattern. So I'm in-breathing God's love and healing into my etheric body, and picture white light coming into your aura around six feet around your body. I'm absorbing God's love and healing into my mental body. You're going to hold your breath while it's absorbing into your mind, and then you're going to release the breath. I'm expanding God's love and healing into my emotional body, which is going to go into your abdomen area. And then you're going to leave the breath, breathe out, and we're going to say, I'm projecting God's love and healing into every cell, atom, tissue, and organ of my physical body and focus on your foot where the pain is. We're going to send God's love and healing into there. So let's do that again for a little while till we get some energy flowing here. I'm breathing in God's love and healing into my etheric body. Picture the white light coming into your aura. Hold it into your mind and hold the breath. I am uh, absorbing God's love and healing into my mental body. I'm expanding God's love and healing into my emotional body and exhale into your abdomen area. Leave the breath breathed out. I'm projecting God's love and healing into every cell, atom, tissue, and organ of my physical body and picture it going right to the pain in your foot and dissolving away the pain and letting it go. And I'm seeing actually the baking soda assisting in the energetic breakup of things and bubbling it up and letting it dissolve out. That's what I'm seeing. I feel like there's okay. some crystal, crystallized stuff in there. So let's do this just two more times. I'm in-breathing God's love and healing into my etheric body. And you don't want to breathe out. You're breathing in and you hold the breath when it's going into your mental body. So I'm in-breathing God's love and healing into my etheric body. Hold the breath. I'm absorbing God's love and healing into my mental body. And then you expand it out. Exhale. I'm, then you exhale. I'm expanding God's love and healing into my emotional body. And then I'm projecting God's love and healing into every cell, atom, tissue, and organ of my physical body. And one more time. I'm in-breathing God's love and healing into my etheric body. I'm absorbing God's love and healing into my mental body. I'm expanding God's love and healing into my emotional body. Exhale. And I am projecting, leave the breath breathe out, God's love and healing into every cell, atom, tissue, and organ of my physical body, especially your foot, your beautiful foot. And Archangel (laughs) Raphael is with you. You are a very powerful healer. You're going to help so many people. Like your angels are clapping for you. Congratulations on doing a great job so far and for following your own divine guidance and for being of service and overcoming so many human things so that you can be the shiny, bright earth angel you are. And this is just a very temporary speed bump. I feel this is going to go away within the next few weeks, and you're going to be back to your normal self. Uh, nice. Stronger, better, faster than ever. <laughs> nice. So thank, thank you, you very call, much. Uh, big hugs. Have a beautiful day. Yes, yeah, thank you. So we, thank you. We have Koi on the line. Hi, Koi. Hi, Shishi. How are you? Awesome. You have such a cool name. So your parents named Thank you Koi. Or is that a name you gave yourself later? 
No, uh, it's from my go- my godmother named us. Oh, okay. Well, it's yeah. a really cool name. Did she ever tell you where she got that Thank name from? You. Um, yes, um, from mm-hmm. the inner planes. So from the inner planes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So she asked for your spirit name. Yes. And that's what it is. Beautiful. So what's going yes, on? Thank You're you. in New York. I remember that. You called before. Nice to hear your voice again. Yes, I have. Nice. What's and I listened to your last two shows. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, what's happening? Yes, I did. Um, How about that it, show it last quite week with Jason Westerfield? Was that incredible? That was, that. yes. Yes. I mean, I have to yes. listen to that again because he is so such a genius that it can only absorb a fraction of what he's talking about every time he opens his mouth. Yeah, you like know, nonstop. Yeah. yeah, really yeah. building stuff. And by the way, his <laughs> wife Jessica, um, mm-hmm. she is a health coach, and I actually decided to take her on, and she has been um, coaching me, and she has me on these products. Like, I, I was like, I don't want to do another diet. Oh, I can't do yes. It. Like go crazy if I do this because I've done so many of them, but for some reason yes. Angel told me to give it another try. This might just work, and so I've been on it for four days. I lost five pounds. I do feel amazing, and she's really helping That's me. And it's like wonderful. no sugar, no flour, no gluten, and I'm like, and it's other food too, so I'm not like starving to death. And I feel like yes. it's going to happen. So stay tuned. Like I'm going to keep oh, dropping weight and I get into my. I'm so happy about that. Yes. Well she's a powerful, done. Well done. Yay, thank you. So how's your life? The yeah. first part I got for you is manifestation power. Use your spiritual gifts Ooh. and natural abilities to, to attract your desired outcome. So your angels want to remind you what a powerhouse you are, but you are um, maybe not believing that you can do it or have the faith or ability. So it's a combination. You first do the visualizing, believing, seeing your future that you're wanting to create, like it's already happening in this now moment feeling excited about everything, and then you magnetize that to you, and then you will get daily guided action steps, even sometimes baby steps, to help you with that. So how do you feel? <laughs> I know you're very in tune, and you are very intuitive. How do you feel you're doing you. with tuning in and taking actual actions? Or do you feel you're getting the guidance of clear steps of what to do each day? Okay. Um, I think a little of both. The, mm-hmm. I think more the is the latter where um, I shy away from it because I don't want to fail, and and so th- that's pretty much failure is pretty much the the fear that I have. Although mm-hmm. you know I've helped I, I've talked to people. My way of of dealing you know like when people call or they, they see me, um, automatically I start hearing and seeing things and I'll ask them if it's mm-hmm. okay. If I mm-hmm. tell them something and um, it goes into, you know, it really gets in depth. And, wow. you know, I don't know them like that. So so you I, literally you know, keep on the street and you just start downloading a ton of information about them? Automatically. That's amazing. And it's well, you and said you should be doing this for a living, Koi. Are you doing, or do you do readings for pay, and um, or are you just no, not yet. getting up the courage to do that? So, do you think when you talk to people and you tell them what you're getting, that it's helping them? Well, um, I've gotten lots of feedback, and 
and what all of it is that it was on point. Like yesterday, I had a lady that I've never met that was referred to me, and um, I was talking to her, and I picked up um, like a miscarriage in the family somewhere, mm. and she said she didn't know of anything like that. And I'm like, somebody, somebody, and it was right. a girl child. So, yeah. you know, she's talking and everything, and then all of a sudden she says, oh, that's right. My my mother's mother, the grandmother, had a miscarriage, and it was a little girl. Uh, uh, not a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. She had a little girl, but the little girl only lived for a year, and I saw a short lifespan, mm-hmm. you know, like a very, you know. So she was a baby. She was only one. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. what she, yeah. yeah. So, but yes. But um, I I I uh, I mostly like listen to what they have to say, and I pick up things. Um, that's how I put it. I pick up things, and I have a friend that well, was trying to force me into doing it. I don't want to be forced into anything. I prefer to do it on my own. If it, you know, if someone is around or something is happening. I'll, and I pick up something, and you know how sometimes you don't want to say anything, and it gets loud. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's getting louder and louder and lo- louder, and it starts mm-hmm. bugging you. And you right. And that's when, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, okay, because it, it's not going to leave me alone. So, wow. Yeah. But, that's a really profound but, gift, because I have to say I don't have that, um, because I don't want to be reading everyone constantly. I need to have my own time to do things for myself, and I can't be constantly yeah. energetically pulled to every single person. So how no, I feel no. is someone, I know you're getting information that just shows your psychic channels are open, and you can choose to be of service. The angels never tell you you should do this. You have to do it right now. They make suggestions, and it's up Correct. to you the time and speed you want to do things. But I do think you Correct. can help a lot of people, So that is, and make money too, because people need people who mm-hmm. can connect to the other side and get information that's from you know the angels to help them with their life. So that is a beautiful service you can do. And when you said your fear of failure, are, uh, you have fear of failure, are you afraid of looking bad that you get the wrong information, or what is the failure you're afraid of? Uh, I guess I need to get rid of the the failure feeling um, because I've always been told I was a failure. And so that's something, mm-hmm. you know, that bad programming type of thing um, and I even cried. I, I I asked. I think it was last month. I asked Kevin to help me find another F word <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of failure to replace well, it with some. You. <laughs> what, what, what did you get? What did you with... get? I, I, What's the word I, that you got? I I don't. Okay, I have your F word. So there is no failure. There's only feedback. Have you heard about Edison, how he invented like 51 times the light bulb and it was rejected 51 times and the finally left? Yes. And it was, yes. You know, and his last yes. thing obviously changed the entire world. So imagine if yes. he, after one failure, was like, uh, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be failing. So failure is really good news. It means you're in action creating something. And when it's not the right thing, it's feedback to try another thing. And you don't have to take it right. personally and mean something bad about you. But I'd love to do a little timeline therapy with your, you know, if we can fly above your soul, just contact, I mean, connect with your uncon, uh, your higher self and your unconscious mind. 
and fly above 2018 and go backwards to remembering that moment, the first time you remember as a child that you were told you're never going to amount to anything, that you're a failure, that you're a screw-up, that can you remember a time? A toddler. Toddler. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's, you right above yourself, you're observing yourself and someone's yelling at you, telling you you're no good. Can you remember that moment? Uh, you're using the exact words, yes. Wow. Okay. So let's tune into that little inner child, Koi, and give her a big hug. She needs to feel loved because she feels very bad. So let's. Let's let's hug yeah, that little beautiful little in, inner child, Koi. And what would your me. adult self tell that little child right now? I would tell her that adults don't always know uh, <laughs> everything. Wow, that's a really diplomatic way of saying it. <laughs> that's a very, exactly. very diplomatic way of saying it. Wow. How about that everything's going to turn out and your life is going to be amazing, you're not going to be, a, you're not bad and you're not a failure? See, or you're not. Two more words that that's heard, bad and failure. Thank you. Yes. Those are the nice yeah. ones. <laughs> so as and I heard it throughout my life, life, yes. As you heal yeah. that little toddler moment, you're healing your mm-hmm. future because past, present, and future are happening simultaneously. And we're going to take the sting out of being no good, being a failure, and you're never going to amount to anything, that feeling. And t- it's not mm-hmm. the truth. It's a lie that was implanted. So we're telling exactly. your little inner toddler self that the truth is you are a powerful being of the light. You have all the power of the universe with you, and you're here to be of service and help shine the light like a lighthouse to help people find their way home to their heart center. Mm-hmm. That's what you're here for, Koi. So that's um, the end of our show. I hope that helps. Thank and you. I'm yes, it does. through the phone. Thank you for I'm being a little I feel it. Thank you. <laughs> hugs, hugs, hugs. <laughs> keep up the good work. And yes, thank you. You, you keep too. Keep service and have faith. If you're getting that much info, it's a part of your life purpose to be a... Um, channel and a healer for the angels so you are in alignment you just need to trust yourself and stop second guessing yourself and you don't have to mm-hmm. be attached to if the person even knows what you're talking about they might not under, they might understand later like that lady you went on a on a limb with about the miscarriage yeah. later she call you go, oh yeah it's this person anyways have a blessed week and big hug you too thank have- you so much Thank you, honey. We have Teresa Livingstone on next week talking about charity work and helping to build schools in Africa. Listen, have a great week, everyone. Blessings.